I wouldn't go anywhere for the next 10 minutes if I were you. That's how Channel 9 treats Peter Sterling when they've got to run an ad. Glad those prices are down. Special. Uh, we've, we've had a, a huge rivalry with these guys ever since it started. So ever since I've come to the club, the games have been massive, and uh, we're really focused on uh, getting back to basics. Uh, you know, we did give away too many penalties in that first half, but our defence in the second half uh, held strong. I like to me the game was the tackle on the runaway Nathan Merritt. What was going through your mind there? Um, I misjudged one last week actually, and uh, he got away from me, so I had to get that one right, and, and uh, lucky enough I did. Hey champ, what has two thumbs and doesn't give a crap? G'day everybody, welcome to Not The Free Show, episode 134, it's Warwick Nicholson here, and I'm just about to talk to Nick McInerney, there he is, he's ready to talk, let's get underway, <laughs> Africa for you, let's get stuck into the Roosters 24-12 victory over South Sydney to take out the minor premiership for 2013. This is something that comes about once in a lifetime. Good evening sir. Yes, everybody, it's Mac, Nick and Ernie. He wanted to talk about Rugby League, and, mate, we just saw a pretty handy game of footy. That was sensational. Matthew turning point, man. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Oh, I don't know. Dylan Walker losing the ball over the line. Which one? Oh, wow. That's it. That's the bunnies dead right there. They're absolutely coming out dominating in that second half, and... It's a bit like uh, the old classic Steve Wardrop. I can't remember who he, who he uh, had that famous, that famous how the children dropped the minor premiership, Sunshine. Herschel. Herschel Gibbs, mate. Oh, wow. It's, just, it's very reminiscent. Um, was, um, yeah. That was a huge play. Everybody, we'll talk about the game as it sort of unfolded a little bit. And this is the new little style we've got. The game literally just ended. I've got election ads going on afterwards uh, on the TV in the background. But... I reckon that was a big play, no doubt, because it would have been um, 18 points to 12 to South. But I reckon the bigger play was a referee actually 
calling something, getting it right, and then not going to the video ref two minutes later for the Maloney try. Okay, so you think they've they've called it and got it right, and then and then so what's what's the problem, man? They called it and got it right. I no, don't know where you going here. Have you seen any games in I don't know the last twenty years since the video ref came <laughs> in? But basically, the ref will make a call. He's pretty confident in the call. He called play on. So basically, everybody, uh, you would have seen it, but Maloney uh, made half a break. He hit the ground. Uh, I think Inglis went over the top and missed him. And then Jeff Lemmer, who missed two key tackles in the night, basically went in to try and pancake him instead of tackling him and slid over the top and um, fell off him. Now, Maloney gets up. The referee, I think, was checking. Calls play on nice and loudly. Maloney goes over, reaches over, puts the ball on the line. Now, that was the right call, I think. But what was the most impressive thing was that Chekin, he could have actually gone upstairs and checked it. Now, if he checked it, the video ref may have found enough evidence to say that, oh, you know, Lima was technically maybe touching him with his elbow as he sort of slid over the top. Shouldn't be a try. But if he's going to call play on that instance, then I reckon he's got to say it's a try. That's what he did. I was really impressed by that decision. It's a huge call. I think it actually really is the turning point because... As we've been playing under the rules of the NRL for most of this year, they'll go upstairs and they'll check anything. No, it's it's been a joke, mate. They must have been mandated to, to stop going up to the video this this game. I honestly struggle to think back to too many times when they went up. But I remember watching another game, I think with you, a couple of weeks ago, and we were just buying up Deluxe because they've, they've decided not to make a call, let the play go 50 metres on and a half break, and then they stop it and go back to it. And you're like, you can't do that. You either make the call and let the play go and back yourself, or you call it up straight away. Like, there's no... You can't let a guy score and then go, oh, yeah, no, I'd rather have a second look at that just in case, you know, because it's my head on the line. Uh, I rated it. I rated okay. it. Back it. As Gussie said, it's the, it's the old school rub of the green. They're going to get something wrong, but we hate the video ref. <laughs> nah, that's a fair point, mate. I just, I just can almost guarantee that there's no way that that same referee makes that exact same uh, backing of his own decision if it is the grand final. Uh, but at the start of the game, uh, Souths got the first try through Inglis because Sonny Bill Williams uh, tried to run out and stop their pass, which he, he did, but then dropped off the tackle and Inglis did the rest. I think oh, after well, that... Sorry, mate. If Sonny, if Sonny Bill can't stop him... Honestly, honestly. <laughs> Who's going to stop him? superhuman. Like, it's just unbelievable. He, you, see, you see Sonny Bill rushing out and you're like, oh, he's, you know, you, they've been talking about all game. Oh, he's, he's in there to mark up against T.I. He's defending on the right-hand side. He's going to have his, his work cut out for him. And he just pummels him and then he scores anyway. And you're just like, what can't this guy do? It's just unbelievable. Good news for the Roosters fans. Versus Sonny Bill. Wouldn't you pay any day of the week to go and watch that? Very much so. The, the, the best thing about that for the Roosters fans is that Sonny Bill played out of his skin thereafter. Um, he was oh, he was sensational. Yeah. He's the man of the match. Uh, they haven't given it on Channel Nine yet, but Sonny Bill Williams just he, he lifted the Roosters um, on his own back. I know that James Maloney was really good. I thought Dylan Apple was fantastic uh, playing. I think eighty minutes in the back row, and then yeah. um, the other player I think that got my in my voting uh, would have been Jake Friend, who I thought was really really good. But that play, yeah. Sonny Bill, after that was just magic. He was everywhere, mate. He, um, 
But you know what else? I think needs to get a bit of a wrap. And, and I've got a few comments down in the first half and in the second half, just playing like an absolute man possessed. Is um, Warrior Hargraves? He was absolutely everywhere. And yeah, he gave away probably a couple of. I think he gave away at least one cheap penalty in the first half. But he was offloading. He was smashing people. He was in their face. He was, it, it, that's the type of performance that you see that maybe goes a bit unsung. But the rest of the boys would definitely lift on the back of that. He can was I, can I just elbow my, my way into this conversation? Oh, elbow. That, oh yeah. That, Speaking of, mate, that he he not, he's in a world of hurt. Good. He's in a world of hurt. Um, the problem with that one is that you can't leave with your elbow. Like he he sizes uh, up who he's got to get past and just says Wushka. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he, I reckon he'll get one week. I don't think he'll get two because the judiciary is fantastic. I reckon that's a yeah. that's a two or three week ban for that one because he knows what he's doing. He can oh, he, he can he can yeah. he can lift that arm anywhere he wants and he chooses the that throat. So he's in a world of hurt. Look. Maloney scored the second try. We're going to try and be linear to a degree, everybody, if we can. I'm not going to talk for very long, but um, we'll just see what we end up with. But Maloney ran through Sydney heads because Bryson Goodwin, I don't know what what he was doing oh, out man. there. The first, the first two tries for the Roosters were seriously so soft well, on the Bunnies. Goodwin was involved in both. and through. Yeah, Goodwin made the wrong call on both reads, but that first one was just a good heads-up play by Maloney because he saw... Well, there's a massive gap. Now, usually you'd see, I reckon, there's Mitchell Pearce getting that ball in that particular situation. Mitchell Pearce had, had run the play that he called leading into that um, tackle. Whereas Maloney sort of weighs it up and just sees the gap and says, what am I going to pass? I'm going to run through and score. The second try, Nathan Friend goes down the short side, ignores Mitchell Pearce, which I think is a good decision, um, on the left-hand side. He goes the short side. He finds out Goodwin again, who rushes up. But the big play here was Jeff Lima. He has an open shot on Aiden Guerra, and Jeff Lima is not a small boy. I don't know what, he just he just completely misses him. He hits him hard enough, but he doesn't actually. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's ten six Roosters after they were down six nil, and then we saw what I thought was pretty funny heading into half time, which is I don't know if you were watching the um, AP wouldn't have seen it. Oh, you might have seen it last night the the Bulldogs and uh, Broncos game. But for the first thirty or fifteen twenty minutes of that game, Aiden Tolman, who started the game, was being called James Graham by Rabs. Um, oh, no. In the commentary, and for like, I'm not joking. For the whole time that Graham was on the bench, he, Adam Tolman was James Graham. He finally came on, and he, and he realised that it took 20 minutes for anyone to tell him that it actually was Aiden Tolman. They looked the same. There's no doubt about that. But somebody should have just you said, "You don't correct Rabs. You just, you just don't do it." Well, that's why I'm bringing it up because he did it again tonight. Um, oh, no. The guy who scored the, the third try for South, Jason Clark, a second try for yep. South. Um, he obviously scored off a nice part. Pass from Lemur, I'll give Lemur credit there. But about 30 seconds earlier, Clark made a hit up, and all of a sudden, there's five Burgesses. He called, he called him George Burgess. Now, he's about, there's about three foot difference between them. They, they do have similar coloured hair, I'll give him that, and a thick set, sort of body wise. But one guy's about six foot six, the other guy's maybe lucky if he's six foot. So all of a sudden, there is five Burgess brothers, and I think they're all those stories that were written in the last two weeks. About four Burgess brothers playing together, there should be now five because Jason Clark, according to Rabs, and we don't doubt Rabs, is the fifth Burgess brother. Twelve, um, twelve points to uh, ten at half time to South. What was your feeling heading into half time? 
Oh, the, the only thing that you could say separated those two teams, I actually thought probably the Roosters, probably the Roosters had the better of that game. They looked better coming out of their own half, and the only reason the Bunnies were even really in it, like it was, it was close. Don't get me wrong, maybe I'm exaggerating a bit, but dumb penalties from the Roosters far out. Like the the worst of all was I think Guerra when he's offside, and instead of just getting out of the way, deliberately almost steps in into the way of a guy with his back turned as if he was trying to be subtle but ended up being subtle as a sledgehammer it was the most obvious just obstruction offside penalty ever and you're going you're an idiot mate like how many I don't I don't get it and the commentary is all the Roosters had the worst penalty count in the league well they weren't they weren't good penalties it wasn't like they were you know for oh, I just I just couldn't understand it I surely as a coach he's ripping his hair out at half time what do they do first tackle second half what do they do what you dip the chip you took a bite and you dipped again. Uh, I'm going to go with penalty for 500, please, Alex. First tackle. First tackle penalty. Yep. Far out. Seriously. Get him. I would have subbed him. I would have been like, that's it. That's just disgusting. Anyway. That was the only thing. I don't know what you thought at halftime, man, but like, oh, oh, it was all, all just dumb penalties keeping the rabbits in it. The Roosters yeah. really should have Look, I was impressed by, by both teams to a degree. I didn't think it was... I, okay, I'll be honest. I thought it was a good game of footy. I don't think it was quite at the great level game, that, still great game. I don't think it was quite at the level that uh, Joey Johns and Freddie Fittler were paid to say it was on the sideline. But it was a good game of footy. But I just thought, look, the Roosters had, had taken two chances that they had and they'd capitalised. The the Bunnies, I felt like they wasted a little bit of possession. I was waiting for Reynolds and um, Sutton to really take the game over, and, and oh man, they didn't. Second half, first half they weren't that bad. The second half, where did they go? Seriously, well, what, what was the what was the end of the kick? The option at the end of the set, they were just nowhere to be seen. Well, there was a huge period. The first 10 minutes of the second half, you've mentioned it, I obviously have a penalty, but then Maloney got a penalty goal, puts back to 12 all. Sonny Bill does that run out of the end goal, which is fantastic. He beats about seven blokes. Oh, amazing. Um, and then Sam Burgess goes for the try line, and this is the period of the game. The 50th minute to the 60th minute decide this match. I know that there was um, at least one try um, to the Roosters that period, but there were so many big players. We touched on it at the start of the show. But effectively... Sam Burgess goes for the corner and Dylan Napper stops him when he drops the ball in the touch. That was in the 50th minute. The 52nd could minute... Easily, could have easily passed the oh, wing in the score as well. Exactly right. Like Sean Kenny Dow drops the ball for the 85th billionth time in his career. And, you know, he has to drop one coming out of trouble. That's why you play him on the, not in first grade because he's, he's a liability. But anyway, he'll be there. Then Keary comes on in the 53rd minute and Gus is going, this is a big, big time for the Rabbitohs. No, he doesn't sound like that, but he's, he's saying that. And Keary just... I don't know what was going on. The two most influential players within the structure of the two teams was the two nines, Luke for um, South and uh, Friend for uh, the Roosters. But Friend had gone off by this stage, and you thought, here we go, South. You know, you've got your, your three playmakers on. Time for you to step up, South. And they just didn't. The Walker um, mistake over the line, we talked about him choking um, on a biscuit right there. Minnie made the mistake as well. That's what I'm forgetting. Minnie stuffed up the kick. He, he, I don't know if he thought it was going dead or what he did, but he had a shocker. Then Keary does a play that I loathe in rugby league, and I've seen it for way too many years. It is the fourth tackle. So four tackles are completed, so it's effectively the fifth. Keary has just come on. Now, he's just told John Sutton that I'm taking the rest of this set. There is a massive South Sydney line of players out on the right. Okay, it's fifth tackle. And effectively, Keary turns the ball back inside. I think it was to Roy Asatasi or some forward. Shocking play. The last attacking play they've got in their set. And you could see the hands of every single South Sydney player outside him 
just go up in the air going, what are you doing, mate? And he turns, oh, to, him and says, he turns to him and says, oh, no, no, we're setting up, we're setting up, we're setting up. And then he puts that little kick in that goes straight to Maloney. Maloney beats Kiri, who doesn't really even get a hand on him. And Maloney runs 50 metres back up the field. Guess what happens within the next set of six? Changes the game. Maloney, some play, double play from Maloney. Maloney Boy, scores the try. Maloney. And it makes it 18 points to 12. Then Jeff Lima, um, he missed, as I said, he missed that tackle. Then Sonny Bill, on the next set of six from the kickoff, runs Amazing. through Chris McQueen trying to be a tough man. I don't know why Chris McQueen thinks he's bigger than he is. I mean, he's not, he's, he played Origin, you've got to give him credit for that, but he just tried to put a big shot on Sonny Bill and just instead of just tackling him. Missed the tackle. You can see him actually, before his body even hit the ground after missing the tackle, he's holding his head in his hands going, you're an idiot, Chris. Sonny Bill makes the break, finds Pierce, and all of a sudden it's 24-12. And I know there's still 20 minutes to go, but I reckon it's game over right there. That was it. That was it, yeah, definitely. But Sonny Bill, seriously, like that guy has to be, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. I know I'm not that old, so maybe doesn't say too much, but he's the best player that I've ever seen. Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. Wow. That was massive, and this season, seriously, if you take him out of that team, I don't think you can say it about any other player necessarily in the league. There are some great players, but you take SBW out of that lineup, and I don't think they even compete tonight. Like he was amazing. And they he still, was seriously yeah. amazing. Like he can do he can do everything. Like he's in the in goal catching bombs. He's running out of the in goal. He's busting through setting up try. Like he's just a freak. He put one of the biggest hits I think I've ever seen. Like, I don't even know who. Was, Sin- out. Was, it was that was that since the Beatles? I don't know. That was that was uh, one of the birds, one of the one of the uh, quad jewels that, that nailed Mo. It was, Mo was on his own yeah. Um, the Sunny Bill hit was on Chris McQueen, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely massive! Just and dropped him. Interesting point you bring up. I think that's what McQueen was trying to repay the favour when he missed the tackle through the middle. You know, yeah, it's it's, it's little things like that 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 lose football games. I reckon. Um, we did also saw a. Another indication that, that the referees have got a new little mandate for the finals. I don't know if you saw Dylan Walker cop a high tackle from um, Michael Jennings late in that second half. Did you see that one? I think so, yeah. Now, the replay clearly showed that not only did he get uh, Walker with his knees, which was unintentional, he did set forearms of the bloke in the face with a swinging arm. Like, it's not, it's not intentional, but it's, it's a penalty any day of every... And the video ref gets a look at it, and we have seen the softest of softest Kleenex tissue penalties all year. They're going to have to overturn about 84 for the whole season. I couldn't believe that one. They just said play on. Like, are we going to finally see that disappear? They, is there a mandate now that, oh, stuff here. If we don't see it live, our video ref's not going to make any call. It's, it's, it's dodgy. Fun ball supporter challenge proudly brought to you by... The next thing that was really impressive... Um, Decision-wise, was the video ref getting the right call when Dylan Farrell ran to the back of Tupo? Did you agree with that call? Yes. Oh, man. What the heck? And then he complained about it, like, I didn't do it, sir. Well, Just a few uh, more points, everybody, before we wrap up. Um, uh, Nathan Merritt, there are two players in the um, final series that if you are a attacking team with a decent kicking game, you have to target. Nathan Merritt does not watch the ball when he's trying to defend a kick. I don't know why. He, just average, is, he, he, he doesn't want it. He doesn't watch the ball. I don't know whether it was Origin completely 
ruining every no sort of confidence he had. Um, he also made a run later on that Minicello that, um, pulled off a fairly decent tackle. And how impressive was it, Chalamon, having that Scott Sattler tackle ready to go? Oh, oh, that was absolutely outstanding. Um, but yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're planning game plans against either the Bunnies or the Dogs, you kick it to Nathan Merritt, and you kick it to Sam Perrett, and then you kick it to Nathan Merritt, and then you kick it to Sam Perrett, and then you kick it to Nathan Merritt, and you kick it to Sam Perrett. Are you getting a pattern here? You just target those guys because they can't catch. I'm seeing what you're doing there. I'm seeing um, it. But then we had a pretty, incident, a pretty big incident. Uh, we've talked about the elbow from uh, Jared Rear Hargraves. He'll get a couple, well, at least one week, we think. Um, I actually thought the head push when JWH was on the ground was from GI. Because the first angle yeah, you no, saw, no, it looked no, like it was GI. And, so, and then when you got JWH standing up next, I wanted to see him go at it. I just wanted to see you know, some fists of fury from those two. But then it was disappointing to see the replay that it wasn't actually Ingles at all. So he really is a teddy bear. It's very disappointing. <laughs> I rated that from Burgess. I thought, oh, if this guy gets if this guy gets disciplined for this, this is the softest thing I've ever seen. Just giving him a bit of a cheeky face massage. He had it coming. And how's good uh, Mitchell Pierce's effort at showing he's got zero brain space by running in afterwards? <laughs> We saw the last couple of plays. There was one comment from Sterl I want to bring up. The quick one, though, was Jennings running down the short side and uh, uh, Daniel Tupo completely switching off, which probably cost him another <laughs> try. No one. <laughs> um, it, was, it was the right play by Jennings. It's just that Tupu went, oh, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I'm a winger. I want to discuss this one last thing with you before we finish up on it, and I'll get you some more points from you if you've got some. But about 74th, 70, 72nd minute, 71st minute, the Roosters are up by 10 points. Uh, 12 points, rather. And Sterling said something that was interesting. Do you remember what he said about the field goal? Ooh, ooh, no, stretching the memory here now. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, mate. It was only 10 minutes ago. Um, but basically, <laughs> what Sterling said was, and it's, it, he is one of the biggest exponents for saying, look, if you're in position to take the field goal, take the field goal. He's, he's always calls yeah. for the field goal. But he said something interesting. When you're up 12 points against an opposition there's 10 minutes to go, he actually was cautioning the Roosters' halves against taking the extra point. And his point... Mm. Within that was he was saying, if you go up by 13, and particularly if you miss, a lot of your teammates can switch off and think, okay, we've got this in the bag. Um, whether you kick it or not. I mean, you go 13 points up with 10 to go, you don't usually lose that match. Don't get me wrong. But um, essentially, um, just uh, what was really, you know, strong point made by Sterlo was that you just want to make sure that your team stays on it. So... If you're in that situation, do you actively go after the one, or do you think he had a good point that you don't want your team switching off, given there were ten minutes still to go? No, I, I think at that stage of the game, it was played. It was played like a like a grand final that game. I think you you, you take the sting out of the opposition and you and you nail them. But a field goal there, that's it. That's the end of the that's the end of the money. They cannot come back from that. Shall now, we? I have some breaking news, and I hate that saying, but I have some breaking news to make. I'm all ears. I'm all ears. But if you've got any more, I want to end the show with it. So if you get any more points from the game that you want to okay. bring up, buddy. No, the last one, I did just touch on the last point. I I genuinely would have, like, I'm just watching that game getting to the end of it and this suspense and just how physical it was. And it was, I was thinking, you know what, this game was actually a bit scrappier in the second half, but mm. it reminded me of a grand final. That game, if that wasn't the grand final, uh, like if you know, in the future, if that's the game that is played in the grand final. I'm like that. I'm happy with that. That was a sensational game of football to watch. It was just absolute draft, so physical. Um, yeah, I was just a little bit disappointed that 
Um, you know, it was, it was kind of it was kind of thrown away by the bunnies. If, I would have liked to see the bunnies score that try and then have it been a little bit more of a, uh, you know, a little bit more of a contest. I think that that really knocked him out when uh, Maloney went the length and then Sonny Bill just KO'd him. But but just to, in saying that, that's what a grand final is changed by those little moments. So I, I just all round excellent game. Really loved it. I think we saw tonight that the Roosters can win the comp. Fair call. I still think though. In a bunnies roosters matchup, I'm, I'm still gonna, I still got a favourite. The bunnies just I, I can't write them off. I wow. still think they're See, the I, team. I think they just shot themselves in the foot tonight. So I'm worried about that system uh, style. You, you can't have Sutton and Reynolds play that quiet in a semi final. No, that was that was They there was one play by Reynolds where he kicked on the third tackle inside the twenty that went to his winger, like that went ten meters sideways. Yeah. And it, oh, that, well, I'm, I'm I'm worried yeah. about South. I know that they've had a couple of wins recently, but I'm worried about South because they got dominated by Melbourne twice. Um, the Roosters, I know they lost round one to them, but that, tonight that performance wasn't very good. And I, I don't think Manly will win the comp, but um, I know that South beat, they're the only team that's they've beaten uh, convincingly, which was happened a few weeks ago. But South, that, that, that performance worried me. Whereas the Roosters, they've got troops to come back. And the biggest point that I have to make about the Roosters, and I made it already on the show the last couple of weeks, is that their bench is the strongest point they have, is that they can manage to come on uh, their bench generally and it continues the role that their forwards have had. They're going to have JWH next week, so very interesting to see what happens with them. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate... The breaking news, sir. Do you want to hear it? I'm all ears. The crowd tonight at the ANZ Stadium in Sydney was 59,708. It is a regular season record crowd in rugby in the National Rugby League. But that's not the bra- but that's not the breaking news. You'd already heard that on the telecast sit on everybody. The breaking yeah, yeah. news is that the rugby league outdrew the AFL in Melbourne. That in the space, Melbourne. The MCG, which is currently just the last couple of minutes of the Swans and the Hawks. The Swans are getting smashed. Not good news. But they drew 59,615 fans to the MCG. I know it's a travelling away Swans team, but still, it's a final. It's Friday night. It's the first week of the finals. The the Bunnies and the the Roosters get 59,708. About 100 more people. So well done, everybody who made it out to ANZ. I know that they delayed the kick off by about 35 minutes um, just to let them all get in but look that's fantastic isn't it sensational to outdo a finals game of AFL is just massive particularly when it's the well I suppose it's number one and two playing AFL number one and two playing uh, in, in the league so there you go and in the MCG where you think it's you know supposedly the home of Australian football take that I just want you back for good And a last little knock that we'll make against those uh, Brisbane Broncos fans who just haven't shown up the last few weeks to uh, bring Brisbane games. Maybe they're just all fair-weather supporters up in Brisbane. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Last night, yeah, 27,000. What's going on? They always give us grief here in Sydney. Mind you, Nick, did we go to the game tonight? Yeah, no. No. All right, buddy. Uh, anything else you want to plug to people? You are, do- you are, you are, I'm calling you the Facebook Mozart. done like two, two, two Facebook posts in the space of like half an hour. I'm impressed. I'm blown away. It's the biggest hit since the Beatles. There you go. Oh, um, mate, wasn't it just? And, mate, how are you going to be interacting with people? Are, are, you, are I going to be able to get you on Twitter or not? I, I 
don't think I think Twitter is a bit beyond me. I uh, I'll stick to the I'll stick to the old FB and we'll, we'll go with the little Snapchats here. But uh, yeah, no, I don't think I'll be ever tweeting. Okay, well there you go, everybody. A Mac Nicknick, you can get him on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com/slash NRL Podcast. Uh, I'm at NRL Tweet. He's not on Twitter. Uh, that is episode 134 of Not The Footy Show. Now, I did promise we had a special guest lined up uh, within the last 48 hours. I'm still going to talk to him. Um, he works at the NRL. He's done an amazing video uh, profile in the 2005 West Tigers run to the grand final. Uh, go and get on YouTube. Just search Forgotten Fend uh, West Tigers into YouTube. It's had thousands and thousands of hits. We're hoping by the time I talk to him, maybe on the weekend or on Monday, it just goes into like the hundreds of thousands because we know what the pool of this show is like, don't we? It is amazing. It is truly amazing. Well, what do you want? I'll tell you what you want. You want a game show overloaded with fun, the toughest maze that only legends can run. So bucket your belts and let put the speed. Get ready for James, Toto and Steve. <laughs> I hope Silver. And now... What a way to finish, everybody. That's been Nick McInerney. And that's been Warwick Nicholson. I'm King Joffy Joffer, ruler of Zamunda. There was King Joffy Joffer. We will speak to you next time here on Not The Footy Show. <laughs> Stay tuned till next time, footy fans. This is beautiful. What is that, velvet? Not The Footy Show. Pepsi.